this episode of Tech Talks Business, I'll be speaking with Kirk Caesarly of Recovery Trek. Kirk, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Take Talks Business. I, I appreciate you taking out some some time from your day to, to talk to me and, and our regional listeners. Um, so welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Great. Um, so for those who who maybe haven't had a chance to meet with you or and don't have as a, a full understanding of Recovery Track, can you give a little bit of, of your professional background um, and how uh, your journey led to what we now know as recovery track sure absolutely um essentially you know myself i have a chemistry degree um, and then i went back to school and got an mba uh, with a focus in finance and technology with the idea that at one point i would want to start a business Uh, but i had worked for many other companies at different types of roles um, initially got into technology when I was uh, out of work for uh, about two months and the internet was kind of picking up. Gotcha. This was 20 plus years ago. So that's when email and websites were kind of getting kicked off uh, uh, for a lot of different companies. And so I taught myself uh, programming, just how to develop a website and got really interested in it and started walking around town asking different companies if they'd let me build their site. And a few did, um, and then I just parlayed that into a portfolio that allowed me to get my first software development job. Gotcha. And this was back really when the dot-com was just going crazy, yeah. and one company after the other were stealing employees, if you will, just saying, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, come over here, and they were just throwing lots of opportunities. So I quickly moved up from developer to manager, and then eventually found a role at an executive team as a CIO, Chief Information okay. Officer. So that gave me the opportunity to look more at the business, the strategy side of uh, how the company works and where technology plays. Um, then I uh, found a, a company that was a startup, um, again in technology, and was able to work closely with them and really put my both the tech side and my business side into play. Gotcha. And uh, we built some enterprise software for healthcare companies and oh, okay. a sister company uh, to that startup saw some of what we were doing and they offered me to come over to their their business and build an enterprise application specifically in drug and alcohol testing. Okay. And uh, that was kind of really what got me started into what we do today at Recovery Trek. And the, as the story, uh, I guess, kind of goes for a lot of people when they start their company, you know, as the saying goes, you thought you could build a better mousetrap. Yep. You could put your twist to it, um, your ideas, your vision. And so uh, about 10 years ago, I decided that was the right time and uh, started my company here, Recovery Trek. Um, and we do some very similar things to the previous companies that I've worked with, but as I was saying, we put our own twist to it and give it our own flavor and our own feel. Um, Ten years ago, my uh, wife was four months pregnant when I quit my job to start the company, so I felt very (laughs) passionate about it. A lot of people uh, probably thought I was a little crazy off my rocker because they knew at the time my wife was pregnant. Yeah. And so leaving a pretty good job, pretty solid uh, uh, place, um, I think they probably thought I, I, I'd just gone off the deep end, <laughs> but I had an idea and had some, some vision of what I wanted to do. And so uh, my wife was uh, 
good enough to be supportive. And since then, we've grown our family to two kids, and the wow. company has uh, been very successful. That's great. So when I talk to a lot of those who join me on the podcast, because there are so, so many entrepreneurs that we partner with, um, a lot of times it's one of two things. Either they, they come out of school or they get into their careers and they, they just know they want to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, and they want to be the one running the show. Others have a passion for something and then realize in order to do it the way they want to do it, they've got to be a business owner, entrepreneur. So sure. for you, was it, was it one or the other or a combination of both? Was there one that you sended the favor more than the other? Uh, well, I, I think you, you kind of right. It's, it's, for me, it's more of a combination, but I definitely see both those avenues as to why people uh, maybe start a company on their own. Yeah. Some get frustrated with where they're working and not being able to uh, choose their own destiny, if you yeah. will, make their own decisions, uh, have to live by what others are, are, are kind of choosing for them. And others, it's, yeah, I just feel so passionate. I, this is my mission. Uh, for me, it was a little bit of both. I wanted to be in control of my destiny. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was, I've been passionate about this space we're in, about addiction treatment recovery, and, gotcha. and trying to provide an innovative way of approaching that business, which yeah. really hasn't existed much over the, I'd say, the last uh, 10 plus years. So that gotcha. was a good opportunity. But kind of going back to the first reason, it was to be able to you know, set my own uh, agenda and yeah. create my own path. Um, but what I've always found interesting is a lot of people will say, oh, that's great, you started a company, you don't have a boss anymore, you're your own boss. <laughs> and I say, well, that's actually uh, probably the most incorrect thing about starting a company. Yeah. Um, you don't go from having one boss from working for another company to starting your own. You go to have as many bosses as you have customers. Yeah. So every one of our customers essentially is my boss, my supervisor that we have to live up to every day and perform well. So um, it is a little bit of, bit of freedom, but at the same time, you, know, you don't lose, I think, some of the other things that you, you do have. You still have to do a good job. You still have to perform. And, yeah. But at least you get to kind of set your priorities. Yeah. Um, and whether you're right or wrong, it's you that gets to do it, and that's, that is empowering. Yeah. That's a great perspective about the customers. Um, the, uh, were there any lessons learned or anything that you came up um, against that, that either surprised you or, or you really had to work through, whether it was the, the business side of it? Um, because obviously your background was perfect for what it was you were trying to accomplish. Um, but sometimes having that knowledge and having a clear understanding of what it takes to, to run a business, deal with HR, payroll, that type of thing. <laughs> Were there any lessons learned there that, that kind of surprised you? Well, I'll tell you, the HR side is something, if you don't have an HR background, which even though I, I did go back to school for a business degree, yeah. you have HR classes, and of course you, you learn some of that from the book side, but until yeah. you're in the thick of it with people, you, you can't, I don't think you can be fully prepared for that. And yeah. that's probably the toughest, I think, part about getting a business going and keeping it going. Yeah. You gotta have a team to be able to work uh, on all your projects and be successful. Um, so that is definitely a challenge and that's one that I would say is probably hard for most people to be prepped for. Yeah. Now, you think it's just gonna be easy, <laughs> uh, but that's really not the case. I think the most important thing really for starting a business is just understanding the commitment yeah. that it takes. Um, and that you, know, you, have, you can have a lot of passion for wanting to do something, but if you 
can't or aren't able to put the time and be fully committed and jump in, it's really difficult. Yeah. You know, meaning it's hard to play two roles at the same time, work a full-time job, and then also try to start a company. And sometimes that's the only way because you have to still earn money to yeah. survive, to be able to do what you want as a new business. But the sooner you can get in with both feet, I think is, is really the best way. Uh, and, and in many cases, uh, you know, I've seen it, it's the only way. When you yeah. try to do something half-time, you often get half-time results. And, yeah. Um, so that's probably the biggest lesson if you're able to or if you can find a way to be full full time with your your efforts then I think you have a much better chance of success yeah absolutely um, so recovery track can you give the listeners um, kind of an overview of what recovery track is who you serve um, who within the business community um, are, are good partners that you all are able to work with or potentially could be working with? Yeah, absolutely. So Recovery Trek is uh, essentially three different things. We are a technology solution provider. Uh, we're what's referred to as a third-party administrator of okay. drug and alcohol testing programs. So third-party meaning we're doing the testing and, and the uh, managing a program of, uh, of drug and alcohol testing on behalf of some testing authority okay. that needs testing done for their population for, for whatever purposes they may have. Some may be pre-employment. Uh, others could be in a treatment setting, in a clinical setting for purposes of maybe addiction treatment and recovery services. Yeah. And then the third the thing that we provide is uh, kind of grouped under a heading that I would just call monitoring. And that is not necessarily monitoring for um, uh, in terms of being punished or uh, in terms of disciplinary action, but yeah. just in terms of progress. How are you doing in terms of your progress with whatever program you might be in? And again, that is going to typically, for us, our type of customer is going to be in the addiction treatment and recovery space. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of an offshoot of that is, in and a lot of people maybe see this in the news today, there's more and more um, drug courts and wellness courts and supportive uh, courts, if you will, in terms of folks that are in the criminal justice system but have addiction issues going on and so um, we also provide monitoring in that area as okay. well gotcha so and in reviewing some of the materials and having worked with with your team and joe and um a, a lot of what i see is that it your systems really help kind of streamline a process that up until not that long ago was um I hate to say antiquated, but somewhat antiquated <laughs> from the standpoint of, of sure. it was kind of a labor-intensive process that you guys have seemed to kind of streamline. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's number one that I always come out of the gate when someone does ask, what do you guys do? I always say, well, we're a tech company first and foremost. Yeah. It's just that we apply our technology to a very specific type of service. And that is, uh, like you said, in an area um, that really hasn't had a lot of innovation for quite some time. Yeah. Really hasn't had much innovation at all for that matter. Um, so we have taken software uh, solutions, various tech solutions, particularly in the mobile space, and just provide um, our customers and then their end users, their clients, ways of which they can uh, interface with one another, share information, be proactive about it. Uh, like you said, streamline or become more efficient with the treatment services that they provide and the 
follow-up, or as I called it earlier, the monitoring gotcha. of someone's progress. Gotcha. So we uh, our, call it our flagship product was, uh, is a software solution we call the Success Management System, SMS. Okay. And this is essentially an electronic treatment record. So gotcha. in the uh, uh, physical health space, we all talk about electronic health records. Mm -hmm. That's what our physicians use to kind of manage our physical health. Yeah. You have a cold, you have other issues. They create a medical record for you. Um, our SMS is essentially that same kind of a, a record system, but specifically around addiction treatment services. Okay. So, uh, in essence, a clinic, uh, clinical team can uh, work with their patients and use our software to manage all the data, all the information that they need on the individual so they can uh, set up an initial valuation, generate a diagnosis, put together a treatment plan, and then once they put that plan in effect, use the software to manage and monitor the process. Okay. Wow. And then that's where we come in with the drug and alcohol testing side, because that's the, in the treatment space uh, for addiction, that's the one tangible element that a clinician has to determine whether or not the treatment is working. Because um, in, in reality, most folks uh, that suffer from addiction um, have lost a lot of trust from their community, from yeah. their friends and family, and from their providers, their clini clinical providers. Uh, so they can't just trust them saying, no, I'm not using, yes, yeah. I'm doing well. And so the drug and alcohol testing programs couple very well with the rest of the treatment plan and okay. giving that tangible evidence that, yes, they are on track um, gotcha. for uh, a continued good recovery. Gotcha. And do you find that there are specific industries that you all tend to partner with more? Are there industries that you're seeing an upward trend um, that are starting to, to utilize this more often um, recently? Yeah, absolutely. So we, when we first launched, we launched with uh, the intention of serving a very specific population. Okay. And that was because the population we launched with um, was already in this uh, business, if you will, of needing software solutions yeah. and needing monitoring of their populations for their progress with addiction. And that specifically is what many folks refer to as professional health monitoring. Okay. And so our initial population that we targeted and, and still work primarily with today um, is the professional uh, boards, licensure boards throughout the country, oh, okay. such as the medical boards, nursing boards, pharmacy, dental, as well as state bars, the actual okay. lawyer uh, uh, bars throughout the, uh, the states in the country. And each of these uh, entities have many licensees, of course, and they yeah. suffer from addiction just like the rest of the population. In many situations, uh, their percentage of those that uh, have addiction may be even higher. Uh, they're uh, they're kind of susceptible to it uh, as much or more, as I was saying, as the rest of the public. And that's primarily due to the environment that they're in. Yeah. Um, highly stressed individuals, asked to do a lot with you know very little. Um, in the healthcare space, in terms of licensed professionals, they have great access yeah. to drugs and, uh, of course, uh, uh, some of those in particular that can be very addictive. And so uh, it's, a, it's a very at-risk population. Yeah. And the reason we targeted them, number one, I had some experience with that in the previous life. Uh, and then number two, they're already uh, in the, 
space, if you will, as to buying in to the benefits of software solutions and drug and alcohol testing programs. Gotcha. So they know, they have already kind of figured out that those types of solutions really uh, produce long-term recovery. Mm -hmm. And there's many studies that they've done where uh, they can actually show that long-term recovery, the support we provide, gives uh, their individuals about an 85% success rate oh, wow. with addiction, uh, being in long-term recovery, which means five years or more. Okay. Um, and the rest of the population, unfortunately, is almost the exact opposite. Yeah. It's only about 20 to 25% success. Okay. So those that are not being monitored, very low success. Those that are, very high success. So rather than having to convince them that uh, they need these solutions, they already know they needed them, yeah. all I had to do was convince them that my solution was better than competitor solutions. Gotcha. Um, so if you can ever find a situation like that in business at the, a very niche space, and if you can provide either the best solutions and the best price, best value, yeah. then I think you have a winning combination. Gotcha. But in Kind of going back to your, your uh, second part of that question really was about what other areas uh, might we work in or do we see a trend going upward with. Um, the rest of the public, if you will, and other uh, groups that are working with individuals in addiction are now seeing that monitoring works. Gotcha. They are seeing the benefits that the healthcare community is getting from the, serving their own, if yeah. you will. So this includes private treatment, private and public treatment centers, treatment facilities, even those operated by um, a city or county. Yeah. Um, criminal justice and drug courts are recognizing that it's better to help individuals with addiction rather than just put them in jail. That doesn't yeah. help the, um, their issues. And in, in terms of long-term success, they will have very little. Um, so there are the developments of what are called wellness courts and treatment courts. Mm -hmm. um, that help individuals and they are a perfect fit for the exact products and services we've been fine-tuning with the licensure boards. Um, colleges and universities also are now developing programs. Oh, wow. They have what are called uh, collegiate recovery campuses or collegiate recovery offices that are on uh, the campus of the university or college and they provide similar services to their students with the idea that if they can help them uh, through addiction, put them into good long-term recovery and monitoring that they will have better success and they'll stay on campus. They'll stay in yeah. school and, and they'll produce uh, you know, good benefits for themselves and, and the rest that are around them. So wow. a lot of other, uh, definitely a lot of other groups are recognizing the benefits that the, the medical professionals have created and, and see that it applies to them too. That's wonderful. Well, and, and you all have adapted um, since really this time last year um, as, as uh, COVID hit. Can you talk a little bit about some of those adaptations that you, your team has made and kind of how that's gonna uh, continue to, to change what your company is doing, not just now, but in the future? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Our, our software, of course, is um, you know, accessible anywhere. We are a cloud-based platform, so that essentially means none of our customers have to install the software locally. Okay. They go to the internet essentially through a secure uh, a login and are able to access all their data. So even prior to COVID, that was a good position to be in. It just made our footprint very short, small, if you will, and allowed us to really be able to deploy anywhere. Also yeah. allowed us as a team to work from anywhere too. So yeah. that's always been a good benefit. Uh, 
However, on the flip side of what we do, our drug and alcohol testing is at least traditionally always been very much reliant on brick and mortar facilities and having to uh, someone that is in the program is being monitored, go to a facility to provide a specimen for their drug and alcohol test. Um, so prior to COVID, that's the way we do it and that's the way everybody's done it. But as probably most folks experienced like we did when the at-home orders came out, the shelter in place, the closing down of many facilities, uh, you know, both those for going out to eat as well as uh, things like collection sites having to shut down for at least some period of time. That really put a, a hindrance and a damper on what we were doing yeah. in terms of providing those services. So. We just happened to already have some products kind of in the works that we were kind of fine tuning, um, developing a, a mobile platform that would allow us to do drug and alcohol testing, but not rely on brick and mortar facilities. Okay. Uh, we didn't have a crystal ball. We weren't really thinking that COVID and an at-home order was going to come about. We were working on this uh, even years before okay. with the idea that we just wanted to not be reliant on a facility. Yeah. be able to be more convenient for individuals to be able to do things recognizing most technologies were going to a mobile environment people have a smartphone yeah. pretty regularly nowadays and want to operate and interact in that in, in that space so we have been working on it for a while and we're kind of in the work i would say in the in the zone of trying to perfect the interface make it a usable by just about anybody and our push uh, for 2020 was going to be to launch in the summer a oh, new okay. platform that would allow individuals to do an at-home collection for their specimen uh, for the purpose of a drug and alcohol test and eliminate the need for going to a brick and mortar facility so yeah. we had already kind of had that on our radar but then COVID hit around March, and rather than waiting for the summer, we knew we had to fast track it. Gotcha. So we launched this platform in, on April 1st. Um, we wow. call it Proof, P-R-O-O-F. And it essentially is a mobile application that allows somebody to do a drug test in the privacy of their own home, the nice. safety security of their home, in an office space, wherever you need to be, you can do your test versus having to go to only where tests can be okay. conducted or at least that's what they were able to be doing in the past so yeah. putting the schedule in the donor's hands putting the location in their hands and keeping them safe and secure and being as convenient and cost effective as ever before just really opened up a ton of doors for us and i would say in many ways uh, not only allowed us to continue services when many companies were shutting down and and kind of going dormant for a little while um, we actually got busier and wow. were able to still answer the needs of our customers and we added many new customers and I think what we're actually looking at now is a shift in how drug and alcohol testing is going to be done uh, into the future. Yeah. Uh, again, it wasn't a, us uh, predicting what was going to happen. We were doing it for our own needs. Yeah. It just so happens that the, the uh, pandemic and the requirements to stay uh, remote and safe and secure from each other uh, kind of really was a catalyst for us and helped people get over the idea that you couldn't do something or you could do something I should say in a different way yeah. some way that you would never think of prior uh, no one would want or think that you could do something like this at your house yeah. at your home and how can that be safe and secure and there's many uh, checks and balances that we have in the platform of course 
but it really allowed us to get over that hurdle and yeah. uh, let people think about it in a, in a much different way than they were used to. It is amazing how COVID has forced all of us to change our perspective on certain things that, that as you said, yeah. previously would have been unheard of or just, uh, we, we'd have kind of said, no, it's, it can't be done. And, and, yeah. uh, um, and for those of you, as in your case, that had kind of the foresight, even beforehand, as you said, it may not have been purposeful specifically because of COVID, but still had that foresight to say, okay, what's that next step? Sure. And then obviously in that particular case, you were, you were just simply that much better prepared. Um, and, and in talking to your team, I mean, if you guys had known that all along, I was going to ask you to help be my financial planner as well, because <laughs> if you could predict that well, yeah, we'd all be in better shape. But, uh, but, uh, but no, that's wonderful. And, and um, I will say, full disclosure for those listening, um, uh, your team has since partnered with the Chamber and, and an organization that, that we work with uh, called Chamber Solutions. Can you talk a little bit about how that partnership has developed and, and what you see for the future of that? Sure. Yeah, it, we had a very good opportunity to meet uh, Ken Penn at the Chamber Solutions uh, through some of the folks that work here that have known him. and. Uh, it, it seemed like a really good opportunity to try to bring some of the same, as we were talking about before, products and solutions from one uh, space, one yeah. vertical market, I often will refer to it as, to another. Yeah. Uh, and through the Chamber uh, Solutions, our, our hope and intention is to bring uh, some of the uh, safe, secure, remote test options that we have for um, addiction treatment recovery monitoring type uh, clients and apply those to uh, many employers that need testing for pre-employment or random services uh, yeah. uh, that they may have. So many employee, employers excuse me, have uh, some required drug and alcohol testing that yeah. they may have to do if they're under federal regulations like Department of Transportation mm. is just one. Others just um, maybe choose to have what uh, many will refer to as a drug-free workplace yeah. uh, and have that policy uh, in, in place so that they can do pre-employment uh, drug testing just as a condition of employment, just similar to how you might do a background check, or to do ongoing random uh, drug testing yeah. just as a way to kind of keep the workforce uh, running smooth, if you will. Yeah. Um, so the. The same requirement uh, that many of our testing authorities or entities have, many employers do as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, during the pandemic uh, times and the lockdowns, it was difficult uh, for them, almost non-existent for them to be able to manage these drug-free workplace policies and really keep those going. So the idea there was to bring the same at-home solution to employers. And a great way to be able to do that was through a good organization like the Chamber. And so that's how we got connected through the Chamber Solutions. And, and our intention has been to try to just make a, uh, these different employers throughout the state and Virginia just aware of the opportunities that we have that they can take advantage of. And in many situations, um, still at least at a minimum, keep their drug testing programs going, yeah. uh, but at the same time keep their employees safe and secure or their prospects, their candidates, if it's a pre-employment. Uh, and do it all at essentially the same cost or even less. That's um, so, uh, you know, the ability for uh, folks to be able to do these at their home, whether they are working on a new opportunity with a company and accepting a job, um, you know, many of them are already working remote now and are mm -hmm. going to continue. 
So if anything, this uh, allows them to be able to do that in the same safe and secure spot that they're, they're probably going to be in for hopefully for quite some uh, time, at least safe and secure that is. That's great. So before we wrap up, and I want to make sure our listeners have an opportunity to, to connect with you if they are interested, but, but do you see anything uh, on the horizon, um, any, anything you're working on now uh, that you kind of see or any trends you see moving forward? Uh, what I believe is that the, uh, as you said earlier, a lot of the things that we have um, started to do or have been doing for the last few months because of uh, of the of COVID and the pandemic, okay. um, I think many people are are referring to it as the new norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new norm is to maybe not be out as much, uh, do more services remotely. Yeah. We're doing more, even though Zoom and, and those types of platforms have been around for years, <laughs> we weren't utilizing them that much. Now yeah. it's almost exclusive. Yeah. Um, I see an, a platform like Proof becoming the new norm and that actually becoming the, the way that we think about things in terms of diagnostics okay. overall and not just limited to drug for the purpose of a drug and alcohol test. Yeah. Um, we're doing various types of testing now. In fact, we even have an at-home option to do a COVID test through the Proof platform. Oh, wow. And I think some of the evolutions that we're going to be looking at doing is how can we get into other at-home services um, that could be done through the platform, not just merely for the confirmation that we want to know who is actually providing the specimen but also that it's being done properly and be able to track the activity so that we know the uh, the testing the uh, devices etc arrived the individual is able to do the collection it's back on route to a laboratory um, just to have better uh, access to the progress of it and really the integrity to know that the actual uh, test and the services were all done the way that they should be. Because yeah. uh, that's obviously, if, uh, if instructions aren't followed properly, if it's not the individual we need it to be, then the test results are not very meaningful. And so yeah. we want them to be uh, as meaningful as possible. So. Gotcha. That's great. So as I said, I, just to make sure if anybody is interested in, in partnering with your team or at least learning more, um, what's the best way to reach out to you all? So in terms of Recovery Trek and our addiction treatment uh, services, you can always go to our website. That's recoverytrek, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y-T-R-E-K.com, recoverytrek.com. And then in terms of our, our drug and alcohol testing, specifically the remote uh, platform uh, called Proof, uh, you can visit our website there also. And that's uh, called uh, collectwithproof.com. Perfect, perfect. And for chamber members, um, you can go to our chamber solutions uh, site and you'll have a link there as well. So. Uh, well, Kirk, I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you uh, for, for taking the time to talk to our listeners. Thank you for your and your team's efforts over the last year and, and how you've been able to transition and, and help our businesses um, keep doing what they need to during the, this whole uh, unusual time. Um, so I appreciate your time and, and thank you again. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Absolutely. And thank you to listeners of Take Talks Business. And we'll catch you on the next episode.